Welcome to Midnight Conversations. My name is Stephen Benos. And I'm Anandan Ambikaraja. And what's new, Anandan? <laughs> and I mean, a lot, I think. I think the first thing is that uh, we're doing this podcast remotely now. Uh, we are each in our own respective houses and uh, trying to communicate and doing a podcast. So we're, we're keeping the podcast going despite... The craziness that has been the last few months. Uh, how have you been, Stephen? You've been keeping up okay? Oh, I've been I've been loving it, I'll be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. how so? Coronavirus has been one of the best things to happen to, to me. Oh, oh really? <laughs> no. how, how is that? <laughs> no, no, it's um I am enjoying like working from home and having a lot lot more free time. Uh, but obviously there's You know like, you're meant to actually is still work when you're working from home. You're not meant yeah, to actually have free time. But like oh, okay. you know, no one's monitoring that, so I can do it. Oh, I, I see. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, well, no. I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> Look, if my employer is listening, I, I am working diligently, I promise. Oh yeah. Um, no, definitely. Definitely. As as uh, and would you like to say uh, what your beverage of choice is tonight, uh, Stephen? Yeah. I've, your... <laughs> I've gone for a um cab's have. It's mm-hmm. um pepper jack, red wine. Yeah. It's red yeah. wine. Okay. It's interesting. So, <laughs> so is this the trend now? Is it, is it, are we shifting to the harder drinks now that you're doing the podcast from home? Is that just a regular occurrence now? Cause I've, I've still Maybe. got like a bottle of water next to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it's too late for, uh, for tea and, or coffee for me. That's true. That's yeah. true. I Which, mean, or, or is it, is it too late? Oh, I mean, it's a big question, right? You, I mean, that, I, is that the perfect I, I, segue? Is that I perfect, think so. I think so. Which uh, and today we're looking at the effects of coffee or caffeine on the brain and yeah. um, brain health and diseases. And this paper is really cool because it's about like what should I tell my patients? And mm. it's sort of an overview of all the research that's done relating to coffee and the brain in certain areas. And um, one thing listeners may note is that we're not thanking CPAS anymore. I think this is the last official shout out to CPAS. Are, are we right or? Yeah, well, I mean, how you feel? I mean, we said that, but I still feel like you know we should they need thank a tip of the hat. Yeah, tip of the hat. You, tip you, of the hat to CPAS. No, C- I see. I, CPAS, well, you have served us well, and we value your input in the podcast so far. Agreed, but, and I think thus far it should. It sh- I don't think CPAS should be thanked beyond this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Listen, generally, I feel this. This uh, you know, you usually we do set aside time to say thank you to CPAS who generously gave us a lot of uh, our foundations for starting up the podcast. But, you know, yeah. I think as with anything, we're go- we got to spread our wings and fly. You know, we're, we're the ones who, who have to just, you know, be independent now. You know, Don't, what, what do you think? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think, look, CPAS, Australian uh, National Centre for the Public Awareness of Science, it's, it's, not, it's not you, <laughs> it's us. Okay. Is it? I'm sorry. Was, we've, was... we've moved on. We can do we... better. Okay. Uh, well, on that note, <laughs> of that harsh, harsh departure from CPAS, uh, let's talk about this study, uh, which is I found super interesting. I'm not sure about you, Stephen, but yeah, there yeah. were some um, really cool things. It was more of a review. So I mm. think what I'll do is I'll just get into some of the main findings, if that's yes, okay. Please. And then just, yeah, discuss, and then we can discuss it from there. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess the review starts off by just saying over the last decade, Food regulation authorities have concluded that coffee or caffeine consumption is not harmful if consumed at levels of 200 milligrams in one sitting. So that's around two and a half cups of coffee or 400 milligrams daily, which is around five cups of coffee. 
Um, in addition, caffeine has many positive actions on the brain. It can increase alertness and well-being, help concentration, improve mood, and limit depression. Caffeine may disturb sleep, but only in sensitive individuals. It may raise anxieties in a small subset of particularly sensitive people. Caffeine does not seem to lead to dependence, although a minority of people experience withdrawal symptoms. Uh, caffeine can potentiate the effect of regular analgesic drugs. That's drugs that help mitigate pain, essentially pain relief. Um, so it can do that with headaches and migraines. Uh, lifelong caffe uh, coffee or caffeine consumption has been associated with the prevention of cognitive decline and reduced risk of developing stroke, Parkinson's disease, and Alzheimer's disease. Its consumption does not seem to influence seizure occurrence. Um, so overall, they say thus daily coffee and caffeine intake can be a part of a healthy, balanced diet. Its consumption does not need to be stopped in elderly people. Some really, really interesting mm. points to discuss there. And I think it, if listeners remember of the previous podcast we did with uh, caffeine intake and mortality and we found that across the board it was quite uh, good at reducing the risk of death overall despite having one two three or four cups of coffee um but mm. given all those facts Stephen, what resonates with you what's what sticks in your mind the most out of mm. all those points um i i mean there were sort of a few interesting points that that came out of this um i think like uh, I've I've heard a lot saying that coffee is really good for me, so I was pleased to read this study again, um, mm -hmm. and kind of confirm that I can continue to have have a, a cup of coffee or two per day. Because you've you've always um, been the one who I've known who's always mm. felt guilty whenever having coffee. Like, oh, I had two cups today. I shouldn't have another. Yeah. I, I tend not to stress too much, like one or two, but I, mm. when I when I get into the three or four cups per day range, um, or I feel like I'm relying on the coffee to get me through the day, that's that's when I'm worried. Um, mm. Because I feel like I am one of the the people who does experience a little bit of uh, anxiety mm -hmm. um, as a result of drinking too much coffee. I feel like it can stress me out. Yeah. Um, but then I, 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 I tend to attribute that to just me like eating less when I'm drinking coffee. Um, mm. And also mm. I realize that like a lack of sleep um, can can be a major factor in, in causing anxiety as well. So I don't know if it's necessarily the caffeine inducing that. Um, but, yeah, possibly. Yeah, it makes but, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also, the, one of the other big takeaways was I, I think of my grandma who suffers from dementia. And mm -hmm. this, this paper goes, goes into, into the, uh, um, the effects of caffeine on, on people with um, like degenerative diseases of the brain. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I've noticed that she tends to respond really well to caffeine now. Interesting. Yeah. Like, like, How so? Like generally... Um, she's she's quite hard to talk to she doesn't really make sense um mm -hmm. and she she doesn't really uh know who i am a lot of the time but i've noticed that after a cup of coffee she'll start to launch into some stories um that like actually happened um yeah. and, and, and piece together bits of her life and start to understand more who i am and stuff so i, th I, f I find that really interesting yeah and interesting uh, that's it that i mean that, that that's sort of what it what it says here to some extent right it was mm. saying that the risk of actually developing Alzheimer's disease was, I think, about 20% uh, reduced in those yeah. who drank coffee uh, consistently. So that was mm. uh, interesting in terms of the risk of uh, Alzheimer's disease, but interesting your observations with someone who has Alzheimer's disease and how they're 
um, you know, overall memory changes as a result. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, yeah. dementia is one of the things that you study um, mm. a, a lot. Is this a paper that came up in that research of yours? Yeah, I mean, it, it was to some degree, uh, but I also was interested in the effects of coffee on the brain. And this was just a great mm. summary article. And it, it was I liked it a lot because it focuses on both um, coffee on, you know, I guess the healthy brain and then coffee on people with a brain that has been impacted by dementia or Parkinson's disease or stroke or all sorts of things. So I thought it was mm. really good from from that point of view. And I just love the way that they sort of recap and make the findings really understandable to, mm. to any audience. I mean, one thing I thought was interesting was the table, uh, table one, which showed the mean concentration of coffee. And it showed filtered coffee had 85 milligrams per 125 mils. And, and mm -hmm. uh, espresso has 60 milligrams per 30 mils. And so it made me think about, you know, how much coffee I'm drinking, because those are probably my two main sources of caffeine intake. And they're probably mm. at the harder, hardcore end of it. Um, and so it was really interesting. And, and, you know, milk chocolate, six milligrams per 30 grams. So um, dark chocolate has 60 milligrams per 30 grams. So it was really interesting just mm -hmm. to see that breakdown of how caffeine in different substances is consumed. and. How much, like, how, what would you say out of all those substances that are there, which of those would be your main source of intake? I, don't know, I would have thought coffee. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> iced tea. Iced tea, I think. Iced you tea. drink a lot of tea and iced tea. And, I do, yeah. And energy drinks as well. 80, 80 milligrams per 330 mils there. So Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good yeah. point. Um, yeah. Can I um, test, test your knowledge a little bit, though, mm -hmm. on, on how coffee actually does like improve our um you know attention or like focus um prevent us from dozing off and stuff what, what's actually happening yeah it's a great question and i i not the what i do understand i'm not sure if i can fully explain because there's a lot of sort of chemical reactions that are occurring in the brain um, at a level. And I don't know how those reactions translate to improved attention and whether they do it, uh, translate to improved attention, I'm not even sure. I mean, what this paper says is that caffeine ingestion gives a dose-dependent increase in arousal. So, you know, maybe the more you have, the higher your arousal can be. And it can help concentration mainly by eliminating distractors. So... In, on top of that, it does say caffeine can shorten reaction time, improve visual attention, sustained attention, mainly in long, demanding tasks. Um, and particularly, it seems it, uh, effective in improving alertness in situations of reduced arousal, such as post-lunch attention, decline, regular colds, night shift work, and driving at night. So it seems that it improves attention in situations where your attention would be waning anyway. So like, you know, mm -hmm. you, you're tired in the afternoon, you need a coffee, and it actually improves it from that baseline um but i mean on top of that it does say it affects sleep it, it can cause anxiety in some people so the having it improve memory and attention overall i think depends on the person um mm. but and and the situation as well and like when it's consumed so um yeah mechanistically i'm not exactly sure i mean we know that there is you know it, it allows vasodilation to occur which is your blood vessels getting bigger which means you're getting more oxygen through to your muscles and your brain mm -hmm. but okay. um whether that's directly linked to attention i don't know but it's uh, interesting to see what they've seen, yeah seen okay because yeah. uh, mm -hmm. there's a little bit that refers to like adenosine which mm -hmm. i understand is like some sort of molecular compound which is responsible for making us fall asleep and then somehow like coffee affects the adenosine receptors or something in our brain does that 
Other than it's, it, look, it's, it sounds about right, but I'm not sure how how intriguing that would be to the listeners. But essentially, totally. co- coffee does have effects on the brain. You're you're right there, and there hey, are look. receptors there that, that work there. But uh, yeah, you're you're mm. right. A coffee, okay. coffee can can have uh, those impacts on the brain, and that's Uh-oh. what they show. I think they did some animal studies on those receptors you're talking about. And when we say right. receptors, we mean they're just sort of uh, things that coffee acts upon in the body. And, mm. and so that those that's how they identified those adenosine receptors as being important. But um, yes, broader okay. picture is is okay. that it's it's yeah definitely important for uh, improving attention mm. and it can improve mood and limit depression. Like there, mood, there are a lot, yeah. of, lot of positives um, that was shown. Yeah, my my yeah. every time that I like am moody and grumpy, <laughs> Wendy's just like, all right, let's Wendy, my partner is just like, yeah, yeah. let's it's it's time to get you a coffee. And I'm yeah. like, screw you! I don't want a coffee. And I get all, yeah. you know, persisting my moodiness until I'm like halfway through the cup, and then I'm like, oh, I love you. <laughs> Jeez, wow. mood, so mood it's, it's massively, yeah. <laughs> massively mood shifter. Good to know. So yeah. I, I'm curious to see how if wine works in the same way um, as as you're working <laughs> through that glass. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But mm. speaking of coffee, I think the dose dependent. And this that was highlighted in this paper is really interesting because there's this graph in figure two that shows uh, the effect of co- uh, coffee consumption on stroke, risk of developing a stroke. Mm. Um, and they found that those who had 1.5 cups a day uh, were, I think, 10% less likely to develop a stroke. Um, 3.5 cups a day, they were 20% less likely to develop a stroke. And then those with five cups a day were actually 5% less likely to develop stroke. So it sort of goes up and then down depending on the consumption mm. of coffee. So three and a half seems to be that sweet spot. And it doesn't, uh, again, as we mentioned earlier, it doesn't have to be like hard cups of coffee. It could be just an accumulation of coffee intake from all those substances, um, filtered mm. coffee, espresso, hot chocolate, um, energy drinks, all that sort of stuff. So um, it's really yeah. important stuff there. It's just, it's just, it's just amazing that we have this little like substance that we can consume that like, improves our day makes us focus makes us more productive makes us more creative and stuff it's just it's it's remarkable and we're we're all we're all addicted to it and that's that's obviously why they're doing these studies because (laughs) like people are drinking so much of this stuff we want to know how it's affecting us yeah Uh, definitely and and is it is it like positive or negative i think is Mm. the overall important thing but i think they did say that uh in terms of addictiveness, it wasn't uh, a crazily addictive substance, even though, like they said, the proportion mm. of people who reported having withdrawal um, uh, de- uh, symptoms was was actually quite low. So here it said the possibility of caffeine dependence questions many people. While caffeine in coffee is a mild central nervous system stimulant, studies have shown that caffeine does not stimulate uh, a certain dopaminergic transmission uh, in parts of the brain that would be characteristic of drug dependence. So they're mm. saying that what we know of drug dependence and the systems in the brain that are activated when people take drugs, it doesn't seem to be the same in which caffeine acts. So yeah. it's arguable as to whether it's an addiction. I, I know a guy, though, who who would classify addiction as the if they're withdrawal symptoms, that's one of the components. And so that is how... He classifies it, and so it's it's interesting. I think the term yeah. addiction is is tough, but from a biological point of view, it doesn't seem to act in the same pathway. So yeah, I found yeah. that so interesting. It does mention that there might be some withdrawals within like mm. that twelve to twenty four hour period, like yeah. head, headaches and stuff. 
but I guess a lot of people are mistaking that for some kind of like chemical or physical dependency on the, on the mm. thing. And then like maybe that forms some kind of like placebo or nocebo effect where they believe that they are actually dependent when they're, they're not physically Definitely. Dependent. I mean, I've, had, I've mm. had times where I've been drinking coffee consistently day yeah. in, day out. And then, you know, a, a day passes and uh, I feel like, ooh, starting to get a headache. And then the next day, if I forget about it, I don't get any headaches. So it's only when I, I register and I'm like, ooh, yeah. no, what ha- what's happening? So I think there's definitely some sort of like um, psychological component to it to some extent. Yeah. So, even yeah. even my mum the other day was just like, oh, you could go a whole week without a coffee. I could never do that, mm. which I thought was interesting. So I'll have to have a chat to, to mum yeah. about this study. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, and, and do you think she'd be happy with the, with the results? Would she be happy with the findings? How uh, much coffee would you say she drinks in a day? I actually don't know. I don't know. I think yeah. she's like a one or two. She's pretty. She's pretty moderate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she uh, yeah, she goes by the mum standard of um, everything in moderation. Which no, I, which I think is <laughs> that's good. That's, yeah, that's it, a great it, standard to have. It, yeah, yeah, it is absolutely. So yeah. I guess hmm. some of the main main caps from this, I guess, is to keep drinking coffee. They're the main. That's the main takeaway, right? I mm. mean, it's, it, I, I think number one key point that they say is like coffee does not present any harmful effects with the caveat if consumed at levels of 200 milligrams in one sitting two and a half cups of coffee um or five cups of coffee daily uh i think you know there are i don't know there was this one uh, news report i think it was like two years ago i read where there was a bodybuilder who was taking protein powder and then bodybuilders also can some do take uh, caffeine as a powder as a stimulant to get like a good blood pump going so yeah. they can get be more alert and lift more weights um and this guy mistake mistook his uh caffeine powder for protein powder and put a full scoop in there and just went into like shock and i think died or was in comatose or something so yeah i think the caveat of five cups of coffee a day and and not having it in powdered form of excess of that is is probably important so Mm. um yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we, uh, we should be having cups of coffee right now. <laughs> is that, yeah, is the key thing. Absolutely, yeah. and and as we get older and um, yeah. you know dementia sets in, then mm. we, we must continue to drink coffee according to this That's study. That's it. Yeah, and now now the next thing we need is a, a study on wine and the brain. I think I think give it. <laughs> we'll see. It's something positive for that. I'm sure. I'm sure there's research there. I did say that, Stephen. Um, anything that you got to add? Any takeaways that you? took from this paper um no not not particularly i mean having having done the other the coffee one i'm i'm pleased to have this paper reaffirming that coffee is is beneficial for my health in in moderate doses yeah definitely anything big for you i think the the key thing for me was that addiction thing was really interesting i thought and Mm. the fact that they didn't find it be similar uh, to the pathways that were activated in the brain Mm. and i think also it's it's nice to see what sort of that dose effect like too much is still okay for you and it it has beneficial effects but actually there's a sweet spot where three and a half cups can be good Mm. for stroke and i was like oh that's that's quite interesting and so I, i think the fact that caffeine does not lead to dependence was a big takeaway because I think that's mm. a big misconception that I definitely have. I thought yep. it was a yep. a stimulant that you could be dependent on, but clearly not. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep up in those rookie caffeine numbers that I have going <laughs> right now and and try and get my caffeine intake there. Um, but in saying it. that, Stephen Manos, yeah, I think we're done. I think we are. This has I been good. 
It's been great. And, I, and you know, all, uh, all remotely with, with, you know, it's all, all been happening. We're ad- adapting to the times. It's crazy. That's it. That's we, it. Except we can't ride our bikes home together now. Editin. We just yeah, I know. I know. Click a button but, and you're gone. <laughs> that's true <laughs> but uh you know i'm always a call away so there is that say so that thanks um, guys where do, um, where, do, where do people find us oh the midnight conversations podcast at gmail.com we're mm-hmm. on twitter we're on instagram we are soon to be on facebook but yep. and i will get on that yep. one day we will be there um and uh, soon to be on tiktok as well there's going to be yes. discussion there we'll, we'll, we'll watch this space <laughs> uh, but until then uh thank you very much guys thanks everyone